Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Is there anybody in this room who did not look in a mirror today? Hands up who did not look in a mirror. I didn't think so. <laughs> Thank God for mirrors, hey. Thank God for mirrors, otherwise we'd be a disaster walking around. We love our mirrors. We know that we can go to a mirror and we can study our reflection in the mirror. We can see every little detail about ourselves. We can see whether our hair's in place. I've got a few loose strands here. We can see if we put our makeup on correctly we can check if we've got food check if there's any curry puffs in your teeth we can we can adjust our appearance based on what we see in the mirror but do you realize that you've never actually seen your face you've never seen your face you've never actually taken your head off your body and had a good look at your face you've only ever seen your face in a mirror or in a photograph but you trust that that mirror or that photograph is a true and accurate reflection of what you really look like, right? You trust the mirror because the mirror does not lie. We never question the accuracy of the mirror, do we? We never, if someone was to come up to you, Nina, Nina has got blue eyes, right? Oh my gosh, what colour are your eyes, Nina? Green, okay. Okay. Nina's got green eyes, shows how much attention I've paid. But if someone was to go up to Nina and say, Nina, oh my gosh, I love your brown eyes, Nina wouldn't say, I've got to go home and throw away all my mirrors because clearly they're defective. No, she would say, "Um, I think you need to get your eyes checked because I have green eyes, you're telling me I have brown eyes. And Nina's never actually seen her eyes but she knows that when she goes to the mirror and looks at her reflection, that her, the mirror is showing her an accurate reflection of what her eye colour is. So if any contradiction comes to what she knows she looks like, she can dismiss it because she knows that the mirror does not lie. God tells us that his word is our mirror. The word of God is our mirror. We're going to look at James 1, verse 22 to 25. It says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So this passage is telling us that the word of God is like a mirror. The word of God gives us a true and accurate reflection of who we are in Christ and everything that God has given us by his grace. It shows us that we are loved, that we are forgiven, that we are blessed, that we are righteous. It shows us that we have wisdom, that we are healed, that we have protection. 
It is a true and accurate reflection of who we are. And just like we have to study our reflection in a natural mirror to become intimately acquainted with who we are on the outside, we have to study our reflection in the Word of God to become intimately acquainted with who we are in Christ. This is how we get to know who we are in Christ and who God made us to be. And so if something is out of place with what we look like in the mirror, we can make adjustments based on what we see in the mirror. We can make adjustments to our belief systems, our doctrine, our um, what we think and believe about ourselves because we can trust that the mirror of the Word of God is a true and accurate reflection of the real us, the real us. So when symptoms of sickness and disease show up, we can go to the mirror and say, no, the mirror says that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed and the mirror does not lie. When fear and anxiety and depression show up, we can go to the mirror of the word of God and say, the mirror says that I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And the mirror does not lie. When coronaviruses and plagues and pestilence show up. We can go to the mirror of God's word and say, God's word says that no evil befalls me and no plague comes near me. And the mirror does not lie. Okay? So we have to get to know ourselves in the mirror of God's word. No matter what negative circumstances are going on in our life, we can go to the mirror and find out exactly what God says about us who we really are. Now, the question everybody is asking is, how do I get what's seen on the inside to be seen on the outside? If this is what I look like, my body's telling me something different. My finances are telling me something different. My circumstances are telling me something different to what the mirror's telling me. How do I get the two into agreement? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> It's not enough just to know what we look like in the mirror. We have to take action based on what we see in the mirror. And God calls this being a doer of the word. Let's have a look at James 1 verse 22 to 25 again. And I've just highlighted a different part of this scripture. It says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does." And ladies, we've all been there. We listen to healing sermons and teachings all day long. You know, we go to every church service and listen to, you know, go to every, you know, evangelical meeting and prophetic meeting. We listen to podcasts all day long. We study the word. We know every scripture about healing and prosperity and blessing and all the things that God's given us, we can stare at ourselves in a mirror all day long, but unless we do the word that we're hearing, the Bible says that we are deceiving ourselves. That word deceiving literally means we are kidding ourselves. 
We are deluding ourselves that we are going to see any kind of results from the word we are hearing because we are not putting corresponding action to that word that we're hearing. But I've got some good news for you today. It's super easy to be a doer of the word. Super easy. Okay, so unless we do the word we are hearing, we are not going to see any results. So it is essential to find out how to be a doer of the word, right? We've established that we need to be doers of the word. How do we do the word? How do we take action based on what we see in the mirror? And like I said, God has made it so easy for us. Religion comes along and tells us we've got to do this and that and make sure we're pointing our toes in the right direction. But God says it's easy. And I'm going to show you what he says about how to be a doer of the word. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. It says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed... And therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. That word believe is the same root word as the word faith. So basically what this scripture is saying is if we believe the word, we will speak the word. If we have faith in the word, we will speak the word. If we believe what we see in the mirror, we will agree with what we see in the mirror. We will speak it out and we will align our mouth with it. If we believe by his stripes I am healed, we will say by his stripes I am healed. If we believe I do not have a spirit of fear, we must say I do not have a spirit of fear. We have to agree with the mirror. So a doer of the word will speak the word of God. And that scripture is actually talking, the preceding verses are talking about Jesus. And it's saying, since we have the same spirit of faith as Jesus. Ladies, you have the same spirit of faith that Jesus had. But the way you get it to work for you is to speak it, to declare it to agree with what God says about you. Let's look at Matthew 17, verse 20. Matthew 17, verse 20 is another passage of Scripture that emphasizes this. This is all a very familiar passage of Scripture to you, but it says, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, And it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, the emphasis in this scripture is usually placed on the size of the faith. And people will say, do I have a mustard seed size of faith? I don't know how much faith do I have? And has anyone ever thought that? How much faith do I have? Do I have enough faith? I don't think I have enough faith for this. Do I have enough faith? But the emphasis should actually be on what that faith does. It doesn't matter how big or small you think your faith is. If you will speak it, the mountain has to move. It doesn't matter if you think... In this scripture, Jesus used the mustard seed because it was the most minute particle that he could use as an example. But these days we might say, if you have an atom of faith... If you have a quark of faith, for those of you who know science, you will say. 
So the size of your faith is not important. It's what that faith does. And if you will take the word of God and speak it out of your mouth, the mountain has to obey you. The mountain has to obey you. So if we believe what we see in the mirror, we will agree with what we see in the mirror. If we have faith in the word of God, we must speak the word of God. And we see an example of this in the Bible with Abraham. You all know the story. God promised him and Sarah a child. And he showed Abraham the stars and said, this is as numerous as your descendants are going to be. And he showed Abraham the sand and he said, this is how numerous your descendants are going to be. And he promised Abraham and Sarah a child. But 24 years passed and he didn't see a manifestation of the promise. He had the promise of God. He had the promise. He had the visual illustration, the visual representation of what it would look like. But it wasn't until God put the promise in his mouth and changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Abraham then started going around and declaring, I am the father of many nations. Hello, I am the father of many nations. Nice to meet you. I am the father of many nations. And God had to change what his mouth was saying. And then within one year, the promised child was born. One year after Abraham started to agree with God and align his mouth with God, he saw the manifestation of the promise. And something that was scientifically, medically and physically impossible became possible because he agreed with God. And ladies, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what is impossible in your life. It doesn't matter if it's medically impossible. It doesn't matter if it's physically impossible. It doesn't matter if it's financially impossible. It doesn't matter if it's emotionally impossible. If you will take the promises of God and start declaring them out of your mouth, all things are possible to those who believe because if we believe, we will speak. If we believe, we will speak. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. We love this song. Who loves this song? All your promises are yes and amen. Love that song. But actually look at this scripture and look at it really says. It says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us. The amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. There is a promise from God for every situation that you are facing in your life. You might think, I'm the only person in the whole world that's going through what I'm going through. Doesn't matter. God knew what you were going to go through. He knew the hardships you were going to face. And he put a promise in the word specifically for you. But we have to take that promise and we have to add our amen to it. What does amen mean? So be it. So be it. We take the promises of God and we declare it and we say, this belongs to me. I'm adding my amen to this. And we speak the amen to that promise and God gets the glory when we see the manifestation of that promise in our lives. So again, we have faith in the word of God. Therefore, we speak the word of God. We trust what we see in the mirror. 
and so we agree with what we see in the mirror. Why does God emphasize the speaking part so much? Why is there so much emphasis placed on the speaking part? Well, let's look at Romans 12 verse 2. Romans 12 verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The reason God wants us to speak his word is because we are renewing our mind when we speak the word of God. That word renewing literally means renovate. Anyone here ever renovated a house? What happens when I will never renovate a house? I said to my husband, I want a house that's ready to move into. I don't want to be up to my eyeballs in sawdust and, and plaster. I want it ready to move into. But when we renew our mind with the word of God, when we declare what God says about us, we are tearing down all those old crumbling ways of thinking, the old faulty ways that we see ourselves, the flawed ways that we see ourselves that don't line up with the mirror. We are tearing those down and we are replacing the way we think about ourselves with how God sees us. Because words create images. So when we declare, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed, we are, re- we are replacing all of those sick ways that we see ourselves, the pain-filled ways we see ourselves, the malfunctioning ways we see ourselves, and we are rebuilding our mind to agree and align with what God says about us, that our body functions perfectly just as God created it to function. So we are, we are replacing the old way of seeing ourselves and we are seeing ourselves as how God truly made us to be, the prosperous self, the healed self, the blessed self, the nothing missing and nothing broken self that God created us to be. And that comes through renewing our mind to what God says about us and the way we do that is to declare what God says about us. By saying what God says about us, we are renewing our mind to what we look like in the mirror and we are being transformed into the very image of that thing that we are beholding. That word transformed, I'm going to show you a visual, where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That word transformed is the Greek word metamorpho, and that's the word we get the word metamorphosis from. Metamorphosis is the process of change that a caterpillar goes through when it goes into a chrysalis and emerges as a butterfly. That's called metamorphosis. This is the process of change that we are going through, ladies, when we renew our mind to what God says about us. We might have some caterpillar-like characteristics, but we start declaring what God says about us and a transformation process is taking place. And guess what? When a caterpillar goes into a chrysalis, there is no visible signs that anything is changing. There is on the inside of that chrysalis, the transformation process is taking place. But on the outside, you may see no visible signs that anything is changing. But as we renew our mind to the word of God, everything that has to happen in the natural and the supernatural is going to work to bring about that transformation process. 
And as we are faithful, as we continue to declare what God says about us, as we hold fast to our confession of faith without wavering, as we as we look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and just continue to do what he says to do, one day we will emerge from that situation and it will, the transformation will be complete. The transformation will be complete. And our only job is to say what God says about us and continue to say what God says about us and only say what God says about us. He's made it so simple for us, ladies. There is no excuse, (laughs) no excuse whatsoever. A couple of years ago, I was contacted by a lady who lives in England, excuse me, and she was extremely distressed and um, she contacted me through Faith Talks, which is my ministry, and she said to me that her daughter, who was six years old, was in a terrible state. She was suffering from anxiety, panic attacks, even starting to self-harm, a six-year-old girl because her and her husband had gone through an extremely messy divorce and it had become very manipulative and um, they were playing, you know, one another against each other. And anyway, it was all um, taking a really bad effect on this little girl. And the mum contacted me and asked me what I thought she should do. And guys, I don't pretend to be a big expert on faith. I'm not a big expert on faith, but I know what the word says and I've put it to practice in my own life and I've seen results from it. So I just said to her, listen, you get some scriptures that talk about how God's not given her a spirit of fear and you put them up in her room and you take her through them every day and you start to coach her and tell her how to say what God says about her. And she did. And I just want to show you a little video that she sent me a little while later. So mum wrote all the scriptures up on the windows of her house and got Grace to come down every morning before school and declare what God said about her. And she didn't have to go to Bible college and get a degree and nothing against Bible college, Karen. No, nothing wrong with Bible college. But this is, God's made it so simple that a child can do it. A child can understand this process. And all we have to do is agree with God. And little grace there went from a timid, fearful, anxiety-filled, self-harming little girl to her mum told me she would say, Mum, let's pray for Dad. Let's pray for Dad and let's forgive him because he must be really hurting because he wouldn't be hurting us like this if he wasn't hurting himself. And she went through a transformation process because she got God's word in her mouth and started to declare what God said about her. And guys, this is available to all of us. We have a book full of precious promises that pertain to every area of our lives. And God says, if you will take my word and see what you look like in the mirror of my word, and if you will agree with me, you can see impossible situations turn around because my life, my power, my very DNA is in the word that I've given you. 
it's the power is in the word and the way we release that power and that life is by declaring it out of our mouth and saying what God says about us. So in your bags, here we have a, a full-length mirror. You can think of the Bible as your full-length mirror. I've given you a little compact mirror. And this is a little booklet of scriptural declarations that I put together. God instructed me to put this booklet together a few years ago and I had no idea the impact that it would have. This is just scripture that's been turned into confession format. So it's scriptures that cover all of the main areas of our lives. So there's scriptures, there's declarations for God's love for me, for healing and health, for favour, for direction, for wisdom, for peace and freedom from fear, protection. There's uh, confessions for your marriage, ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. There's confessions for finding a spouse. There's, if you are trying to conceive a child, there's confessions for conceiving a child. I just put together the, the main areas that people are dealing with and I've written in there what God says about you. What God says about you in all of those areas and all you need to do is take those scriptures and declare them over your life and decide that you're going to agree with God. And imagine, picture as you're doing that, at that transformation process is taking place. And again, ladies, you may see no signs on the outside that anything is changing. But God says that my word never fails. He watches over his word to perform it for you. He cannot wait to show himself faithful to you, but he needs us to agree with him and say, yes, Lord, I see your word. I see your promises. I take them. I claim them. I add my amen to this. And I make declarations concerning every area of my life. And I will say what you say about every area of my life. And I just want to give you some practical examples of this. You may have been told all your life that you're useless. You may have been told all your life that you're good for nothing, that you'll never amount to anything. You may have not had anyone ever show you any love in your life. But you know what? It doesn't matter what people have said to you because God says that he loves you with an everlasting love. And that he is continuous in his faithfulness to you. And so if that's you, ladies, and you need to know how much God loves you, you take uh, some scriptures from that page about God's love for you and you start to declare them over your life. And you can use Jeremiah 31 verse 3 or Lamentations 3 verse 22. And as you go around throughout the day, say, Lord, I thank you that you love me with an everlasting love. Your steadfast love for me never ceases. Your mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness to me. And what are you doing? You are renewing your mind. You are tearing down those old mindsets that people have built in your mind through their words and you are replacing them with what God says about you. And all of those feelings that hurt, that pain, it will evaporate as you become fully persuaded of God's love for you. You may have had the, the worst life up until this point. You may have been on drugs. You may have slept around. You may have, you know, done terrible things that people say, that's a terrible thing. You shouldn't do that. 
You may have done all of those things and you may be plagued with thoughts of condemnation and guilt. Do you know how you get rid of those thoughts of condemnation and guilt? By saying what God says about you. And you go around you throughout the day and you say, there is therefore now no condemnation for me. I am in Christ Jesus. The Lord is merciful to my unrighteousness. My sin and wrongdoing, he remembers no more. And as you do that, as you go around throughout the day, the enemy can't speak to you anymore because you're filling your mind and your mouth with what God says about you. And there will be no room for the enemy to lie to you and condemn you. The Holy Spirit told me that there will be ladies here today that have had thoughts of suicide. You may have had thoughts in the past or you may be thinking of those thoughts now. Oh, I want to tell you, ladies, that they are not your thoughts. The enemy is out to steal, kill and destroy. And he would like no better than for you to take yourself out because he can't physically come and push you off a cliff but he can whisper lies to you and say, just kill yourself. Just kill yourself. No one would care. No one cares about you anyway. They are lies from the enemy, ladies. They are lies and deception from the enemy. And the way you counteract those lies is by declaring what God says about you and shut his mouth. Shut that devil up. And you say, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart greatly rejoices and my soul praises him. And that is, that is uh, driving that darkness out of your thought life with the light of the word of God. You are renovating your mind to what God says about you. God's made it so easy for us, ladies, so simple for us. If there's anybody here that's been battling with fear throughout the day, Lord, I thank you that you've not given me a spirit of fear. I have power. I have love. I have a sound mind. Fear, you get out in Jesus' name. I am not anxious about anything. Thoughts of worry come to you. Oh, thought, worry about your kids. Worry about your finances. Worry about your family. Worry about your ministry. Worry about this. Worry about that. Worry about coronavirus. What do we do? Lord, I cast all my care onto you. I thank you that you care for me. I thank you that you've perfected everything that concerns me. That's how you cast your care. You turn on the TV and there's news of coronavirus and delta and vaccines and all this stuff and you go oh my gosh what am I going to do you can take psalm 91 and say in the name of Jesus no evil befalls me and no plague comes near my dwelling me and my family we live in safety at ease without fear of harm yeah but look at all the people that are dying from it a thousand may fall at my side ten thousand at my right hand but it shall not come near me we are, all we have to do is agree with god all we have to do is agree with god and only say what he says you might be worried and concerned about your children. Your children may not be walking with God. Declare what God says about them. All of my children are taught by the Lord and great is their peace. In righteousness they are established. They are far from oppression. They do not fear. 
Declare what God says about them. You are giving the Holy Spirit wide open access and permission to get on their shoulder and start saying, you need to get your life right back with God. (laughs) And it all comes about as you saying what God says about every area of your life. Ladies, God's made it simple for us. Again, take this booklet and start to declare what God says about every area of your life. Agree with it. Align your mouth with it. Look into the mirror of the Word of God every day and remind yourself of what God says about you. God says if you give attention to my Word and incline your ears to my sayings and do not let my Word depart from your eyes and keep my words in the midst of your heart, they will bring life to you. They will bring life to every area of your life and help health and nourishment and healing to your whole body. Everything that isn't working correctly has to start working correctly. The things that aren't that are out of line have to come into line with what God says about it, what, with what God says about you through your mouth. God's already said yes to all his promises. He's already said yes to them. You don't ever have to say, Lord, is this really your will for me? I found this promise. Is this for me? He's already said yes. You've already got the tick. All you have to do is say, amen. I receive it. I'm taking it. It's mine. Simple. So no matter what's going on in your life, ladies, I can tell you that there's a promise from God that covers it, every single area of your life. And his transformation, his, his transformative, rearranging, changing power is released when we say what he says about us and declare what he says about us. That is how we uh, get, we bring, God told us to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is how we establish his will for our lives, is by declaring his will. We are the ones to establish his will. So really quickly, if it's okay, Nina, I just want to take two minutes. We're going to say what God says about us. You ready? We're going to start declaring what God says about some areas of our lives. We're going to start aligning our mouth with what God says about us. We are going to release the power and the life that's in the Word of God through our mouth. And ladies, as we say these declarations, I want you to imagine that transformation process taking place. You may not feel any different, you may not see any different, but what is on the inside of us will come out and be manifest on the outside because we are calling it into existence. Amen? All right, so I want you to say this. I am a powerful woman of God. And remember, that little six-year-old girl could say it with some conviction. We're going to say it with some conviction. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I have been given authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means harms me. Sickness and disease... You cannot touch my body. The blood of Jesus paid for my healing. The blood of Jesus paid for my deliverance, for my preservation and my safety. And by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. 
therefore I am healed. If you've got sickness in any part of your body or pain, I want you to put your hand on your body right now and we're going to say, in the name of Jesus, body, you function in line with the finished works of Jesus. You function in the perfection that God created you to function. It is written, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me and therefore gives life to my mortal body. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Coronavirus, you cannot touch me. You cannot touch my children. You cannot touch my family. No evil befalls me. And no plague comes near me. I do not have a spirit of fear. I have power. I have love. I have a sound mind. Lord, I cast all of my care onto you because you care for me. You have perfected everything that concerns me. You have perfected my health, my finances, my emotions, my relationships, my future, my ministry, my family, and everything that belongs to me. Because God's word says that I have everything that I need for life and godliness. I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I hear. I am not moved by how I feel. I am moved only by what I believe. And I believe the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.